Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Welcome to episode 43 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast, where we have one goal in mind, and of course, that is to help you handle awkward better. I'm here with my co-host, Kyle, today. Kyle, how's it going? Uh, I'm. This is an interesting topic, because I have not done something like this in, I would say, almost... 10 years. Right. Yeah. So today we are doing an episode called seven tips to build a stellar resume as a youth worker. So whether you are, um, you know, fresh on a new job or maybe you're realizing that it's time to freshen up that, uh, that resume, uh, it makes a big difference. We're going to talk about that, but first Kyle, I got to know, um, this is a trend. We've seen it everywhere. Okay. Tell me you're a youth worker without telling me you're a youth worker. Oh, uh, I have over 2,000 reward points from Pizza Hut. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm not lying. I, I, if I cash them in now, I could get, I think, 40 free pizzas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Shout out to Pizza Hut yeah, for seriously. doing rewards. I mean, not all the other uh, companies do that. And we have a Pizza Hut less than two blocks from our church. That's, they know us well. That's the that's the you're living the sweet life there. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I know that pool noodles are cheaper at the South grocery store in town than at the North one. It's the same brand. It's the same company, <laughs> but they're cheaper at the South one than they are the North yeah. one. So that's my fun fact of the day. Yes, we need to do that on on our Instagram page. Oh yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll throw that out there at the ETA podcast. We'll throw out tell us your youth pastor or youth worker without actually telling us your youth worker. Yeah. Totally. So like welcome it. to episode 43. And today we're talking about building a resume and uh, it's more important. It's more of a skill than people think. In fact, if you've tried to make a resume and ever thought like, uh, you're right. not alone. Yeah, it's You're hard. not alone in that at all. Not at all. So what's interesting is DJ, you would, you would say you're coming from the perspective of you've been close to at least writing your resume in the past couple of years. Yep. Right. I wrote, I went from writing my first ever resume that as a requirement for a class that was education. It wasn't even ministry based yeah. uh, to giving a resume to churches in a very short timeline. And those two resumes from the one that where I created in a class to the one that I turned in for church jobs were very, very different. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. I, I mean, you're 17, right? <laughs> 17 is correct. Yep. No, so DJ, how long have you had your current ministry position? Uh, I'm starting my third year. I okay. started my third year a couple days ago. Okay, there you go. So um, you're coming in from a perspective as you've written a resume and you see what works, what doesn't work. Correct. I'm coming perspective. I've been in youth ministry for 17 years, um, eight years at my current uh, ministry position. So I'm coming in on hiring interns or other employees. I've hired directors and interns and admins and all that. So I'm coming in from more of a manager or boss standpoint on what I look for for resumes. Right. So why is this important? Uh, well, it's what's going to get you a job. Yeah. So, And it might not be what gets you the job, but it's going to be what sets you apart. They're not going to pick resumes that don't set you apart. 
Yeah. And your resume can pull you out of the group immediately. So the old trick was that in a pile of resumes, you print yours on cardstock. Yep. Because then, you know, you can't just flip through it. Your finger's got to stop on pink. it. Or it's pink. Or it's pink. Yeah, it's some really hot, you know, bright paper. Um, and that would help you stick out forcibly. Now it's totally different. In fact, most resumes that are turned in online go through a software before a, a hire ever even right. sees them. And it picks what res- a software, a robot picks yeah. what resumes are the best fit. And then a hire looks at it. Yeah. So uh, this might not help you if you're applying for your home church, yeah. all right? Because you right. have relationships there and all that. This is an episode to help the youth workers out there who want to go beyond their circle of influence to maybe ch- uh, switch things up, go and apply to churches that are maybe bigger than what they're currently used to, and how do you kind of get a leg up? Because this is a skill set that requires some practice and training. Right, and it also, I'll say this, uh, it requires quite a few no's or silent ends on the other phone for you to go, something with my resume is not right. Yes. And so don't take a no or a, you know, like a... Uh, we're a, just not interested. A, the position's yeah. filled. Don't take that as an earth-shattering thing because you're still learning from that, even for your resume, how you can craft it better yeah. to get the job. Now, you don't want to lie because you're on your own in the interview process. So if your resume says that you're a very skilled communicator right. and you get in there and you know speak good... That is not going to bode very well for you. <laughs> I, I saw an intern, and he says he's given messages to millions of teenagers. What? And I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's awesome. Do you know what he counted as? He has his own Instagram page, and he puts messages out on it. Now, it only probably had four or 500 people to follow it, but he could assume, I don't know the end to that, so he put millions. Wow, that's so awesome. We'll get to that. we'll get to that tip in a second. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but here's here's why this this skill set of learning and improving your resume is very important. Um, the average manager, this is in the secular world, but I think it's close. Maybe not as bad, but close in the church world. But the average manager sees a resume six seconds. They look at it for six seconds. If they don't see what they're looking for or what they like, they're going to pass it on. And when you have an economy where multiple, like hundreds of people are applying for the same job, it's going to be something where your resume is the first impression. And if it doesn't make a good first impression, it doesn't matter how good a preacher you are, how good a shepherd you are, how good of youth worker you are. Yep. Your resume is your first impression. And here's the thing. If you make a resume that will stand out in a group like that and you apply at a church that doesn't have hundreds of applications, you just stand out even more. Right. It like, only helps you. It doesn't hurt you having I, a stellar resume. I know for a fact that my resume was the only one even close to its kind in the bunch, in the, the group, the small group of people that applied for my current job. Yeah. I know that. It, I, I, was, I was not even, there were not close to people who, now I had different elements on mine and different things to purposefully to do that. It was a, yeah. it was a crafted resume. But still, it just makes you stand out even more. So that's a bonus tip. Before we get to our seven tips, uh, bonus tip, we're going to share it up, up front, is go, if you're currently at a church, go to the people who hired you, go to the calling committee, go to the staff member who hired you, and say, what stood out to you in my resume? What did you like yeah. in that? Because that's going to help you in that. It might be a, a gut uh, check, yep. and you might not always hear what they have to say, yep. especially if you're currently on process of getting out of there, Yeah, right. but it, it does help. Yeah, if you've maybe told your church that you're leaving, and then you go, "Hey, uh, why? Well, can you help me get another job?" That, right. might-, <laughs> I know. that might not always work. Uh, discernment. Uh, okay, 
Uh, so tip number one, we talked about this, is but don't lie. Yep. This is sad that we have to actually share this as a tip. Like I thought it was basic common knowledge, but I'm shocked how often people get into the lie category because they've stretched the truth to a point where it's no longer the truth. Yeah. Um, we're not saying put don't put your best foot forward. We're not saying, hey, you know, um, not put your success on there. But if you're running a youth group and uh, you have 20 people that show up on a, on a Wednesday night and you say we average around 600 people because there's 600 students in your database, right? that would be a category as a lie. Yep, right, for sure. Because it's a different skill set running a 600-student ministry than it is a 20-person ministry. And even in terms of your like strengths and weaknesses and stuff, like I've seen people who just aren't very honest about their weaknesses and stuff, and they get into a job and the church is like, oh, we weren't expecting you. We weren't expecting to have to help you in this way. We were hoping that, you know, like right. I've, I've seen people hired at jobs where a church would love to, if they had said, hey, this is a weakness of mine, um, the church could help in that, help stretch them and, and grow them. But instead they didn't say it, and then it was seen as a huge downfall of them on the job. Yeah. So, like, not just in your skills and things like that, but overall, like, it's just don't. Yeah, and yeah. especially if you volunteered somewhere, don't put it as a work experience. Yeah. That's a lie. Uh, not, I'm not saying don't put that down on your resume, but make sure it's under the category of volunteer experience. But that's the second most common lie other than numbers that I see um, looking at resumes is, oh, you worked at so-and-so church, church, you know, A. Right. Uh, no, no, well, I actually just, it was just a volunteer position. Oh, but it says under work experience. Right, like you were a small group leader, which is a not that that's not something you shouldn't list. You should right. probably list that on it. But if you say you worked at, you know, Willow Creek, yeah. And then, you know, whatever, you know, something like that. It's not gift, like you were a student pastor. Gift you cards the, and meals do not count as payments. Right. When, yeah. When you're volunteering. As now, here's a better question. Does court order volunteer work fall under under volunteer? Ooh, that's a great question. Like if you served hours and hours, you you know, you won the pick, most trash award, the trashiest award. Because per se. you trashed your principal's car and you had 50 Correct. Does of that, community service. So does that go under, you average 50 hours of community service a year. <laughs> right. See, I would say that doesn't help you in that situation because you're like, why did you serve so much? And then you have to lie just by answering that question. Okay, so the sounds you hear right now are me taking that off of my... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So tip number two, customize your purpose statement to match the job that you're applying for. Uh, So, man, I used to have a really terrible purpose statement, actually. And it was like a paragraph long. And it was, oh, it was, yeah, I couldn't even say it in one breath. And like, it was, it was an effort to shorten it down until I finally was like, I just got to lose this because, and then I saw my interns this summer as they were writing theirs. If you guys are listening, I'm totally about to (laughs) at you guys, but they wrote like the longest purpose statement. And I was like, and they used these really fancy words. And I was like, dude, I've never heard that word come out of yeah, your mouth like you before. You have never ever. said anything like that. Like you use the word brothers and sisters. Like you have never said that before at all. Like yeah, like what do you even know what this word means? <laughs> uh, use it in a different sentence. Oh, okay. Now, now what's interesting is when we say customize, that literally means you have to go onto that church's or that ministry's website or you have a connection there and you have to see what they're about. Mm-hmm. If that ministry is applying for middle school ministry, you should have more middle school ministry focus in that statement. Now, this is not a lie because it's a purpose statement. It's not saying here's what I do. But if you have a passion for youth ministry, but you're applying for the middle school one, 
put middle school as part of your purpose statement. It should be customized trying to match at the best without lying. Fall back to the tip number one. Yep. Um, to what that ministry is looking for because that's going to help you because their goal here is to pair you to pair their ministry needs to you or to whoever. And if you're just a general purpose statement, that's not something that stands out. Yeah. So if their mission statement for their church is like, you know, love like Jesus, don't make your mission statement on your yeah. resume, love like Jesus. That's a little too obvious. You know, yeah, that's a little too obvious. But you can tailor your resume in terms of your experiences and things on what you what you list on there. And we'll get into that yeah. more in a little it, bit. But I, I customized mine really far in the fact of um, there's like a color scheme light on my resume. And I go on the church's website and match the colors. So when it pulls up, it okay. looks like it's from their website. That's a good tip. And that actually is something that somebody brought up. They were like, your colors were exactly the same as our church. Yeah. And I was like, really? It's more work. It is more work. But your goal here is if you do it right, you should have a lot less jobs you have to apply to. Yep. <laughs> right. Totally. All right. Next one. And, and this is weird um, because we're getting to a day and age where there's, you know, 144 characteristics in, on our text messages or Twitter or whatnot. But keep it simple. And your resume should be very high on readability, as mm-hmm. in someone can easily read it and know exactly what you're talking about, even if they have no idea what ministry you, or church you work for. Mm-hmm. If there's a lot of church words on there or you have to explain four paragraphs on what you did yep. in your church or in your um, previous work experience, you're going to lose them. Bullet points is your friend. Yep. And you should only have about three, maybe four under each thing. My first res- the resume that actually got me this job had paragraphs galore. Every single descript every single job and and like edu- everything yeah. was a full paragraph on what I did. Yeah. Um, and and it should not be size 6 font just to fit it all. What on I one did. Page. I literally made the font really <laughs> small so I could fit it so on one page. One page is best. However, one page is good but you can have a second page on for references. I always put on the bottom of my resumes, uh, contact me for references. Because most churches, in my experience, now don't contact references as much as they used to. Yeah, that was something that took up a lot of room on my first resumes. And I actually ended up taking that off and doing the same thing. Just contact me for resumes. Yeah. Common, for- commas, your friend. Three three bullet point backs. That's it. People should be able to read it. In less than six minutes. Yeah, I have a, and this will be hard to explain, but I have, I've strategically built my, re- this is again, really in depth, but I've strategically built my resume that it naturally pulls your eye down the page as you're reading. Yes. So that's hard to explain, whatever. Do you have a profile picture on your resume? Did on my old one, I don't on this one. Okay, can I, I ask lost why? It. Uh, I wanted to focus on my skills and not on a picture of me. Okay. So like my, my features and my, or my whatever. And yeah. I, I do think most people, do you put your social media accounts? Mm-hmm. So I think I most, list my TikTok on it now. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I think most people look up their social media. So looking for pictures or whatnot, it's not really needed on your resume because we have social media. Yep. Now, if you have, if you have been an idiot and put some stuff that definitely should not be on social media, let alone you should do in life yep. or as a youth worker, right. then that's your own fault. Yep. But bonus tip number two clean up your your social media before you send out a resume let's just add that okay yeah you know the age-old thing about you know once it's on the internet it stays there you can't get rid of it there is some truth to that yep so maybe just you know there's actually really educational videos on how to totally clear 
yeah. your name from the I, internet and it's not worth it. So just be I, smart on social media. I thank That's, God I went through uh, high school and college before social media. <laughs> yeah. I would not. Yeah. Anyways, let's uh, move on. next tip. This is what number four. Yeah. Yeah. Number four include numbers. So um, if you haven't noticed, you're probably naturally this way too, but employers are highly responsive to measurable, proven values, numbers that show those things. So share how your ministry grew, not just spiritually, that's a great thing to share, but in numbers, how, how baptisms grew, percentages, um, use, use things that show a direct physical growth. Uh, is, yeah. is huge. Because here's a statement. Uh, my youth ministry was very blessed by God, and it grew. I would have no idea what that means. It doubled. Right? From one to two. Yeah, one to we two. We doubled in right. size in we one doubled. semester. Yeah, that goes back to tip number one. Don't <laughs> lie. <laughs> um, but I like percentages. Um, like, one thing I would say is uh, after my first year at in this position, it was a 20% increase in salvations and baptisms. Yeah. Or um, we started five new small groups or, you know, so it doesn't not everything has to include numbers. But when you are a boss, numbers are easy, uh, an easy kind of thing to look at. Has growth actually happened? Yeah. Because if you're too general, I would say that you're covering something up. Yeah. If you don't say, hey, my youth group size when I started was was eight students and now it's up to 40. Like, that sounds like, oh, it's bragging or, well, sometimes we had 33 people there, but other times we had 45. It's okay to say on average or weekly average was this. Right. But that is an indication that that could hurt you or help you um, on the group, on the youth group size. Yep, totally. But it needs to be said, especially if you're applying for something that you can show growth. If we started with 20 people and now we're at 25, 10 years later, that's probably not a number you should put on there. Yep, Totally. Uh, next tip, use only relevant information. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about this, but here's, here's, here's the, what it boils down to for me. Uh, you don't have to list your high school GPA on your... What? Yeah. Sounds crazy because that's all you focus on is that... My 2.8 is not going to get me a job. Well, my 3.1 will get me a job way over your 2.8, so... <laughs> No, there are certain work experiences and different life experiences that you do and don't have to add. So most people will not care if you were in 10 different clubs in high school when you're applying, when you're 30 years old, 20 years applying well, for these jobs. Let, let's just say if you're past the age 25, they don't care about your high school. Yep. And they maybe they care about your college. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. now. I would put your college just if you have some education, especially if you're like in the middle of, of your master's degree. Yeah. It shows that you have bachelor's. But yeah. I put my college on there simply because a lot of my classwork, even though I don't have a ministry degree, was very I know, relevant. You were a heathen until I know, you. right? Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of my classwork was very relevant to ministry. So I put that on there specifically to highlight some of my classwork that was relevant yeah. to that. So you have a ministry degree, definitely should put it on there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, and something else that I've seen on a lot of resumes, this is no longer a skill. So guys, stop. Microsoft office is no longer a skill to list. I, they teach Microsoft office in fourth grade. If you don't know, if you don't at least have a basic understanding of Microsoft off like word and Excel by now, Look, if you're going to put Microsoft Office as a skill, you should also put driving as a skill. Yep. Making Seriously. sandwiches. Yeah. Like, right. Like, that's how basic that is. I literally, I made my first PowerPoint <laughs> presentation in second grade. 
And this is years ago. Like, I'm not old, but this is years ago. And, like, by, by sixth grade, I knew every feature on PowerPoint. Like This this started when you could do resume examples on uh, Word, Microsoft Word. They had that as part of examples, and most people didn't change them. Because oh I had that my first couple resumes. This is, you know, 20 years ago almost. I had Microsoft Office uh, and you had to you had to actually write it out. Excel, Word, PowerPoint. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's not a skill anymore, people. Yeah, come on. Uh, last one, number seven, uh, and this is something that requires maybe a little bit more work on your on on your part. But when you're writing your descriptions, particularly work experience, ministry related experience, um, the managers and the experts would say use power words. When you hear power words, what do you think of, DJ? I think of, like, ultra and, like, <laughs> heavy lifting. And, yeah, I think of all the cheesy ministry names from just years Ignites. and years and years. Yeah, of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Yeah. So power words, this is something you Google. That was it. a joke, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> power words is something you can Google it or you can look it up. There's YouTube videos on it. But these are accomplishments words, as in achieved, earned, completed. Um, it's more of just not just I'm in process or thinking about this. It's this has been done. Um, this is something that I have achieved. Or They're words that show you're a go-getter, that you do yes. good work, that you think things through, that you are achieving things, words that show that you're actually doing real work and doing it well. Right, right. Yeah. And, and because you only have maybe one sentence, maybe two, I put it down in one sentence to describe your work experience, describe your ministry experience. You have to be very clear on what you're saying, and it has to be something that it's strong but not vague. So power words help you boost your descriptions. Basically, these are words that give you authority to do the job you're applying to do. Correct. Uh, really simple change that can be, you know, really simple change that can be added to your resume. So this is maybe one of the most important things, if not the most important everything, everything, the most important thing, like print it off, maybe give it to some people. I had like my grandma look it over and all kinds of my friends and read it and point out all of the typos I made. Yeah. So don't, don't turn in a resume with typos on it or. Right. Yeah. I mean, tip number six was use active language. Tip number seven is double check everything. Print it off and all that. I mean, that's. But as you can see, I used tip number seven, active, or uh, double check everything was wrong uh, because active language is actually tip number six, but I said tip number seven. <laughs> All right. DJ, did you even notice that? I right? did. Oh, I you actually did? did? You never said anything? I, I thought the way you were saying it was that this would just be like a bonus thing. I was like, I was going to roll with it. But <laughs> you, since you called yourself out, yeah, Kyle, you're a total idiot no, and yeah. a screw up for See, sure. I was wrong. Um, all right. That's good and, to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is happens when you get mixed up and you're like, okay, was that date correct? I mean, I had a resume once and it showed that he worked at this church for 14 years and he was 21. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I think you have these date wrong. He's like, oh, yeah, he totally had the date wrong. But it's a mistake on your resume. And I'm telling you, one of the gravest sins you could ever commit is having a mistake on resume. Now, I'm not saying in life. I'm saying when applying for a job. Yep. And <laughs> is Kyle, having a mistake in your resume. You have looked over my resume. And yes. in fact, you've had other people look over my resume for you for me. Yes. And I have gotten some of the greatest feedback on my resume 
ever from having people who know resumes look over my resumes. Right. Yep. So it doesn't have to be a ministry person. You yes. got a you got a friend that sees resumes, all a hiring friend or someone who works at a big company. Yes. Send it to them and say, hey, will you look at this and tell me what I mean? Because here's the reality, and, and I'm going to give you a, a perspective that you probably don't realize. Especially the smaller churches, maybe not the bigger churches, but especially the smaller churches, the people are hiring you are not the pastors. Yep. The people are hiring you are the calling committee, and they are people from the congregation, i.e. business people who have experience in hiring people in their business, not in churches. So they're going to be a, a, appealed or they're going to uh, – your words, especially if your business, power words, business-oriented, uh, sharp resume is going to appeal to them yeah. more than – the so-called pastors or things like that. I'm not saying pastors are wrong, but you have to realize the people who are uh, you are giving this resume to is probably business people first. If you can sell someone on your resume for if if somebody looks at your resume that's not a pastor and goes, "I would hire this person." Right. You've won over a ministry and a a non a secular job. Yeah. I mean, like that's you're going for that. Right. I mean, you can win someone over like that. You've got it. You've got it. And when we say double check everything, I also encourage people to actually print it off. Yeah. Don't just send it an email. Print it off. I printed off for my interns this summer, some of the people who applied that didn't get the job. I printed off three resumes that the bottom couple sentence or lines were cut off. Ding, ding, ding. Because when you print it off, it on a Word doc, it looks fine. Yep. But when you print it off, the ink doesn't reach that far. Yep. I had some. I had one where it had some graphics on it and... They had used a, like it looked like they had taken Word doc shapes, but the colors didn't match with the printer. And so, even though on a dock it looked fine digitally, yep. you print it off, and the colors made the font disappear. Yep. Or you let's say you print it off as a Word doc, and then you send it in an email. This is another pro tip: send it to someone, have them print it off because it yep. might not transfer well over email right. and get totally mixed up. And really, you should not be sending your resume in a Word doc where other people could edit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should always use a PDF. Um, yeah. But yes, print it off because it shows where things fall in. And looking at a resume, they're going to most likely print it off and hand it out to the people in this calling committee meeting or um, you know hiring team. Yep. They're going to print it off first. And if it looks fuzzy or something because you didn't do something, yeah, that's going to be a huge mistake. Yeah. Guys, here's the thing. When we're doing this and we're talking about this, it's because we want you to get a job because if you're listening to this podcast, you are clearly an awesome youth worker. So and very intelligent. Very good looking. <laughs> you smell good. All of the things. So. And God will bless you now yes, because he will. you listen to this episode. Yes, he will. And hey, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and bless someone else too? Do you know someone who's looking for a youth ministry job? You know someone who's going to be looking soon? Send them this podcast. Let them listen to it. Who who needs to hear some updates, some some you know some tips for their... Maybe you've seen a few things and yeah. you, you know maybe they, they need some help. Hey, I didn't know what to say, but here's this podcast you should listen to. Yeah, that's like, you know, like sometimes you got to go up to someone and be like, hey, I noticed that you haven't brushed your teeth in a while. And I'm not, I just think you might, hear, I'm giving you a new tooth, but God yes. wanted me to bless you. Yes, you don't have to read into new. it. I'm just giving you a gift. Yeah, so this is that gift. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. And thanks for being our friend. We'll see you next time. <laughs>